0: And welcome to the Content Club Pod. My name's Jess, and today I've got a very special guest in the room called Ella. Ella, hello. Hello. <laughs> Thanks for having me. You're so welcome. Do you want to introduce yourself and say what you do
1: and who you're about? Yeah, so uh, I'm Ella Noble Watts, also known as whimsical Ella on all platforms, <laughs> uh, and I am basically a copywriter and also creative director, uh, helping. Sort of misfit creatives and solopreneurs like feel like seen and heard in their content, whatever that looks like. Whether that's, you know, you want fresh website copy or you want to boost on your Instagram or you want to look into blogs, podcasts, Pinterest, whatever fits your profile, we will find something and help you shine.
0: I love that. And lovely listeners, Ella, if you didn't know, is part of the Content Club team. It's always been really hard for me to introduce you and say what you do because you're so much more than like <laughs> my copyright support so I think you just <laughs> yeah. very eloquently discussed that. Um,
1: yeah I feel like I had a hard time describing what I do in general <laughs> um, and I've I've actually finally gotten into like business coaching this year as in I hired a business coach after like three years <laughs> working for myself because I was like I do so much more than just like copywriting because I do like a lot of different things for different clients and I really need help in like being like, how do I succinctly talk about what I do and how do I bring in all the things I love into this like one job kind of thing? So if it sounded very like succinct and professional, that's because I had help from my business coach.
0: (laughs) huge. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's very, very, very exciting to hear and it was really clear and, yeah, couldn't I'm have glad. said it better myself, babe. <laughs> so I've brought you on today and I'm doing this series, lots of people, to talk about well, the premise was talking about what it's like running a business with a chronic illness, but what does that mean to you? Cause I know it's not we're not necessarily talking about chronic illness today, we're talking about something else.
1: Yeah, so um I have pretty much pretty much all my life, but like let's say like the last like 15 years. Uh, been struggling with like varying levels of like depression and like mental illness and anxiety and like stuff like that Um, so and I feel like you can almost kind of like mask that when you're like in a sort of like regular job just like in a nine-to-five like going in and stuff like that because you can kind of like compartmentalize everything but I feel like once you start working for yourself and you become self-employed and you have your own business like it's so much like harder to ignore and <laughs> it becomes like such a job in itself to like to like try and manage so I guess yeah that's what we're talking about today
0: Mm. so many things I want to talk to you about so it's so (laughs) so tell me do you have like a formal diagnosis what does that process with like doctors and stuff look like what does that so what's like on your in your doctor's book what does it say
1: yeah uh, well so I started like getting sort of like symptoms for like depression and stuff when I was quite young so I think once I started like secondary school so like 11 12 um because I was being bullied quite a lot but then it was kind of like oh you know it's just a hard time being bullied anyone would get like a little bit depressed and stuff like that but like even when things like got better and like I got older and stuff I still noticed that like I would just get random days where I'd just be like really sad or like can't get out of bed or like I'd make up like having a cold or something just to like get out and go into like school or college and then later on like uni and stuff like that so it was just kind of like always like a recurring thing um and it's at first it was like oh you know everyone gets a little bit sad sometimes just go out for a walk (laughs) like stuff like that and you know all the things like they typically tell you eat well exercise whatever which does help to like an extent but like not always um I think it was like when I was 19 I think I was maybe nearly 20 Um, but like I had a really bad panic attack and it was like the first time I'd ever really had one before Um, or and I I had a name for it I remember yeah I remember Zoella used to make videos about like uh, like her mental health and her like panic attacks and like anxiety and stuff which sort of helped me like put a name to like what I was sort of experiencing so when I had this panic attack I was like oh I know what like afterwards not at the time at the time I felt like I was dying but like afterwards when I was like on the other side I was like oh I think that was a panic attack I'm gonna go to my doctor and see if I can you know get something sorted out and I really like advocated to myself because I was like you know this is not just me being a bit sad I had a lot of like physical symptoms felt like I was gonna die you know Uh, and I think this is like sort of concurring with like a lot of my low mood and stuff and and it was then that they, you know, you know, diagnosed me and like put me on, on like medication and stuff like that. Um. So, yeah, so formally I have, yeah, depression and low mood and anxiety, <laughs> generalized anxiety.
0: Mm. Thank you so much for sharing that story. Um, I've never been formally diagnosed with anything, but when I say I'm dealing with a low slump because my, medical bible is huge doctors just give me whatever shit (laughs) I want which is not like (laughs) it's not very it's not very good but I think they're just like oh this girl's been through a lot let's give her some Mm (laughs) diazepam
1: like smarties
0: (laughs) but I do I've I've had so many panic attacks in my life and I didn't know what they were or a lot of them Mm -hmm. around around health um Around health stuff, but also it would creep up around money a lot for me. Money is a big mm. trigger for panic attacks when I feel like, oh, I'm I'm dying. Like my whole world stops. Yeah, yeah. My my body like goes fuzzy. I come out of my body and I'm like, oh, this is the end. There's no hope. Everything goes dark. It's <laughs> yeah. horrible. It's horrible. But I remember watching Zoella, and I think mm. I think she had like a video about when she was on a plane. And she was talking about a panic attack she had on an airplane and how she had these headphones in and she'd listened to, I can't remember what she'd listened to, but I was like, oh shit. Okay, I'm mm. not the only like person that feels like this. So I was so, it's so funny how we both kind of like found Zoella in that moment. That's quite, that's quite cute. <laughs> yeah, I
1: know. Because I think it was like the first time, well, the first time that I really remember like anyone really talking about that kind of stuff, like mental health stuff. And, like, obviously, like, YouTube and, like, influencer stuff was still, like, very early on in that day. It was, like, what, 2012 or, like, something like that. So, like, yeah, it, everything was still quite new. But it was still the first time, like, a prominent figure was, like, talking about something like that. And I was, like, hey, like, that's something, like, I go through. And it's, like, normalized. And it also gives you, like, the language for it. Because, like, before I didn't really have, like, the language for it. Like, I knew what depression was, obviously. And I I knew the word anxiety, but I didn't really know, you know, how that sort of related to like how I was feeling. And then when she was talking about panic attacks, I was like, wait a minute. (laughs) Like that's definitely something like I've, you know, been through and stuff like that. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. I wish I had the language for it when I was growing up because my mum, bless her, RIP, had severe depression and anxiety, low moods all her life, but it just wasn't spoken about. So she was labeled as neurotic and Uh, whenever (laughs) I'd see her going through something because of the world around us I'd be like oh she's just so neurotic this is so annoying like why can't you just calm down Mm. oh my poor Mm. my poor mum bless her not you're not neurotic mum I promise (laughs) take everything you need (laughs)
1: Yeah, but it it just never was really, like, talked about. We didn't really have, like, the language for it, and it's just the kind of thing. It's why I get, like, so annoyed now because, you know, you, you have so many people, like, with different, like, diagnoses and stuff, and not necessarily with, like, depression, but, like, for autism and ADHD and, like, OCD and stuff like that, which I think is great, but, like, people are, like oh, not everyone has something these days. like, no, I think it's always been around. We just never had the language for it. We never really studied it before. We never really saw the impact. And now we're actually paying attention. We're seeing like how common it actually is.
0: Yeah, my sister just got a recent diagnosis for ADHD. And our family, I don't care if you're listening. They were all like, (laughs) um, some of them were like, oh, everyone's getting that diagnosis nowadays. Are you sure it's ADHD? Like, have you tried going for a walk? Like all that kind of stuff came up. And I was just like, exactly what you said. It's more normalized. It's more talked about. It's not that there wasn't there before. It was always yeah. there. And I think just seeing like n- living with my mum when I was younger, like that just kind of proves it. Um, all right. So did your depression come, Was it was your depression a factor when it came to starting your own business?
1: Um. Yeah, I think it's like a, a weird time because I started my business during the pandemic <laughs> where, where everyone I think wasn't having a great time. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I think we were all going through it. Um. But I think because it was so new, because I, I fell into my business kind of accidentally because I was on furlough from my previous job. So just kind of like sitting around doing nothing. Um. And then I had someone an old boss reach out to me being like, Hey, I started my own business. She just started it before the pandemic, luckily, (laughs) but like, um, it's like, um, my business is like growing, which is great, but I need like a hand. I need help with like marketing stuff. I can't do it by myself if you're allowed to, you know, because you still technically have a job. Would you be happy like a few hours a week, just like helping me out? And I was like, sure. I've got nothing better to do. You know, I cleared it like with my job. Um, so I started doing like, you know, a few hours a week work for her. Uh, But then when I I was taken off furlough, um, we had a bunch of layoffs in the company because I worked for an events company, obviously in the pandemic, no events are happening. (laughs) Um, So I got made redundant. Um, And then that client was like, well, if you want to, you know, if you want more work, I can give you more work, but I can also recommend you to other people. So it kind of like snowballed from there, Um, which which is great because after a while, I was like, I don't really need to look for another job because this is now my job. um so I think at the beginning I didn't really not that I didn't notice but I think because it was all like so new and I was like navigating this new terrain I kind of like wasn't paying attention to my mental health for better or for worse (laughs) um so I, I kind of was like focused on this like new thing that I was doing and plus everyone was like a little bit sad and depressed from the pandemic anyway so I was like oh this is like nothing to really like worry about I just have to like be careful uh but then at the end of 2020 I had a pretty big like mental crash um and I had to like take some like time off at the, the beginning of like January 2021 just to sort of like level myself out and like stuff like that because I also took on too much work <laughs> it was just kind of like oh this is a new thing and now I'm getting all these clients and I feel like I have to say yes to everyone because I don't know when the work's going to come back and stuff like that and it all kind of like culminated a bit and then yeah I remember Christmas of 2020 and like new year 2021 I had to be like okay I need to like hold my horse in and like put the brakes on because like I am not in a good place mentally
0: mm. how scary is it when you have to put the brakes on when you're running your own business mm.
1: it
0: is the most petrifying mm. thing it really is
1: yeah absolutely how did you get around that um I think well I'm pretty lucky because I've always worked with like some really fabulous people yourself included uh who are always very understanding um I remember that was the first time I had to be like reach out to my clients and be like hey I'm having a really tough time I need to put like a pause on things because of xyz and luckily everyone was like super like understanding uh it was still like very scary but I think I was quite lucky because like my expenses were still quite low uh, and I was living like with a friend at at the time um, who I was contributing like bills and stuff to, but my expenses weren't as high as they used to be. And then I still had a little bit of like money left over from like my redundancy pay and stuff from my previous job. So I kind of like financially was sort of like, okay, but I remember just having like in the back of my mind being like, what if after these few weeks, like no one wants to work with me? <laughs> and then I have to like start from like a ground zero kind of thing. But yeah, it, it's always like a very scary feeling of like putting a pause. Even now, like when I'm not taking pause for my mental health, I'm just like going away or taking a week off or taking two weeks off. It still feels a bit daunting to be like, well, they still want to work with me when I come back kind of thing. Because there's always this kind of thing of like, I don't want to call it like hustle mentality, but just the kind of thing of like, I need to keep the momentum going. Otherwise it's going to stop.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's true. But have you ever have that? Has that ever been proven
1: in your line of work? Like,
0: have you ever stopped intentionally or unintentionally and come back to less
1: than? No, um, like like I said, I, I'm pretty lucky. I've worked with like some pretty, pretty great people who are very understanding and like know that you need to take breaks. So it's like, yeah, they're always like pretty chill about it. And I've been pretty good about like when I'm working like with a new client of like implementing like contract breaks and stuff like that and just making sure that like everything that needs to get done before I go away gets done so Mm -hmm. yeah no it's been been pretty good
0: I think the unintentional breaks will ring true to so many people Mm. with yeah with chronic illnesses with anxiety and depression or without because there's always that moment in in our small businesses when we have to take an unintended break and I think Mm. for me and I, I need to take more breaks I need to, and I've never, I've never taken too many breaks and come back and everything was broken, like never. But I remember when I had my, I feel like I'm being a dead horse when I talk about it, but it's fine. <laughs> when I have a, when I have my bow taken out, my large bow, and I had to take those 12 weeks off, like suddenly, yeah. like... I was like, everything's going to fall apart. This is the end. <laughs> I, But I had no I had no choice, you know. But in that break, because I think I was, so, I was so high and medicated, I wasn't really scared. But I remember it was the hustle I felt coming back. I was like, right, I'm back and I have to do everything exactly the same. And I really fucked up. I really did. So like in November, December, January, February, I was like really going for it. I was trying to compensate for all this time I got off. And then I, I burnt myself out again. And I was like, mm. I should have learned. Like, I got myself so <laughs> sick. I should have learned to take more breaks. But yeah. recently, I've um, I forced myself to pay like a bit too much money. Am I really extending my budget? Mm-hmm. Here? And I'm, I'm paying for a really expensive gym. And because I'm doing that, it means I'm going to it. And I'm really, I'm yeah. trying to be so mindful when I'm there and I'm taking the breaks off. And I'm, I'm like because. I've got some skin in the game and some hurt because it's like, at the top end of my budget, I know I'll actually go. Yeah. And I'm fixed in a contract as well. (laughs) So like there's not much way around it. But that's really, really helped me kind of take more, take more time off intentionally. So I don't end up taking any more unintentional emergency time off too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I've been getting quite good at like, if like in the middle of the week or something, if like, I'm just having, like, a really bad, like, brain fog day or something like that to just, like, not work (laughs) Mm. Um, and just, like, just take the day and just be, like, let me not, like, just sit here and, like, try to hype myself up for work and then procrastinate and then feel bad about procrastinating and then just spend this whole day in this, like, tornado (laughs) of, like, anxiety and feelings. Let me just actually just take the day off and start again tomorrow. And usually, like, I feel, like, so much better um, and when I'm just like taking sort of one day off in the week, you know, I don't really need to tell people by the way, I'm not working today because it's just like I'll pick it back up tomorrow. They can wait twenty four hours for like an email response. It's not a big deal,
0: yeah, for sure hundred percent like just just ugh, so gross. but clear communication is so important. <laughs> it's yeah. so important, and I've never no i have i've I've a couple times had. I've felt a bit of force from me taking time off because of my health, even though I've mm-hmm. communicated that initially with a client, those clients that I have felt the the push of it from, I always had a bad gut feeling about them in the beginning. Something mm, said, like, yeah. don't work with this person. They don't get it. They're not the vibes. And I I, I did because I was in a mindset of, like, scarcity and I need the money. Mm. Money is such a big trigger for me. Um, And they're always the ones that I felt pushed back on. They're the clients that I, like, do, like, two-month sprints with. And I'm like, I'm out. I'm <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah can't do this anymore um but yeah knowing knowing those red flags is really important
1: yeah, it's so, so funny how like the gut feeling is always right though because I'm I'm the same because yeah like I've sort of taken on clients where I maybe knew it wasn't going to be like the best fit but like I was like oh, I really need the money though because like uh, you know I'm having a bit of a lull or something like that but it always like doesn't like end badly but like it's a kind of thing of like I know just they push boundaries a little bit more like I'm not like as happy like doing work for them and like there's more pushback and yeah I'm getting better at sort of listening to my gut it's definitely something I'm grateful for
0: yeah for sure it's so important especially as a small business owner because you don't have like HR <laughs> you, <Yeah>. don't... <laughs> mm-hmm. you don't have any of that support unless you've invested in it like I wouldn't I wouldn't know what to do without my business coach I really wouldn't I wouldn't know what Mm. to do without you I wouldn't know what to do without the support that's around me you are kind of the only one who will know in that beginning like this person's right for me that's not Mm. but if you need the cash like it's so hard it's so hard to say no it is yeah so but I don't know it's hard it's hard (laughs) if you need if you need the client go go get that bag but just prepare yourself Mm. because your gut
1: is always right I've found yeah put extra boundaries in and make sure you don't like push them yourself (laughs) yeah for sure now
0: this is the content club pod so we have to talk about content at some point of course (laughs) what is your relationship with content personally for your brand and your business
1: yeah I always feel a bit funny like with this because obviously like my job is like helping people with their content and like helping them like whatever that looks like, whether that's on Instagram or like long form stuff like email and blog or like Pinterest or whatever. Um, But like with mine, it's always been a bit like lax. And I think that's quite relatable for a lot of like businesses, kind of like when it comes to actually doing your own stuff, it's like, oh, well, (laughs) I don't have to do this. I can focus on like on my clients or like my customers. But then you turn inwards and it's like, oh, I don't know. (laughs) Um, I've always been like someone who's, I guess, posted very like intuitively. So I've never like, put myself like on any kind of like schedule because I kind of I I have done that before actually but like it always felt like I'm like forcing something out and I just don't feel like as passionate about it or as excited about it and just feel like I'm putting something out for the sake of it Mm. um so yeah I'm kind of just like more of like an intuitive poster and then when I have ideas I feel like I'll like post like several times in a week and then I'll go several weeks not posting like anything um which I don't know, like, I don't want to say, like, it's necessarily a bad thing, because I'm still, like, getting clients. I'm still, you know, I have very good, like, word of mouth, which is, like, really nice. But um, yeah, I definitely sort of want to get better, at just, like, putting my name out there, like, a little bit more. And I, I definitely feel like after working with this business coach, and now I have, like, a clearer idea of, like, who I want to work with, and who I don't want to work with, and how to actually communicate, like, my message of all the things that I do, Um, hopefully it'll be a, a bit better at, still intuitively posting but like more frequently
0: (laughs) but this is what I've found when people lean towards intuitive posting there's nothing wrong with it but usually it's because you don't really have your messaging clear and you don't really know what to say but some days you're really clear on it when you feel like that you're like okay I know exactly what I'm talking about let me just talk about it now and so you, you can post but if you don't have that messaging clear in the beginning I find that people post on the go a lot of intuitive posting but also if you are intuitive posting and you're setting yourself to a schedule so I'm going to intuitively post like three times a week that can really um burn you out very quickly I've yeah. found but I think as you said like everyone has to do what works for them mm-hmm. everyone has to do what works for them and you're getting clients in You're booked too busy like it's <laughs> there's no, there's nothing wrong here but now you know kind of more about who you're talking about and what you're doing and what you're saying, I think creating some kind of schedule is gonna feel it's gonna feel mm. quite good because you'll have like everything in front of you. Like who I do, what I do, what I talk about. And then you can just kind of yeah. plan content, but you don't have to. There's no rules. Yeah, I, hate, I hate when people say all well, these rules are posting. <laughs> like mm. So rubbish. Doesn't everyone's yeah. everyone's own thing is their own thing.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think something I struggle with and I'm sure other people will struggle with is like when you sort of like thinking about like your target audience and things like that and you're thinking of like, okay, where do they live? How old are they? What do they do? What are their hobbies and stuff? Um, Which is, you know, very useful, especially like if you're like a brick and mortar business and you're like in one place and you have like a certain type of like clientele that like come through. But if you're sort of like an online business and you get clients from like all over the world, Sometimes that can be like a little bit more difficult. Um, and what I found recently sort of working with my business coach and like trying to narrow down um, is really thinking about not so much like the tangible of like, who are they? What do they do? What they look like? How old are they? Stuff like that. But like, what are their values? What do they value? What do they find funny? What do they, what don't they find funny? And like stuff like that is sort of like really helpful. So thinking a bit more of like the abstract. Um can sort of like be uh, really helpful if you're feeling sort of stuck in like identifying Mm. your target audience I find
0: yeah when I work with my clients one-to-one we talk a lot about internal and external problems so Mm. we'll say like what is the problem on the outside what are they sharing with the world but then what's really happening on the inside so for my target audience on the outside is I don't know what to post I never know what to post but on the inside it's I don't know who I am and I don't know who my business is and I'm not feeling confident enough to put my face on camera. Mm-hmm. So that's quite a fun one to play around with as well, internal and external. Oh, okay, juice. Well, a <laughs> little bit of juice. Um, yeah, I love that. If if someone came up to you and they said, Ella, I'm starting my own business. I suffer with or I struggle with anxiety and depression and I don't really know how to navigate it.
1: What would you What would your advice be to them? I think first I'd just be like, take it easy on yourself (laughs) because your brain is already so full of, you know, like the anxiety and depression and stuff. And that takes up a lot of brain space Um, because I find I'm tired like all the time. (laughs) Like even if I've not been out or like not done anything like strenuous, but because my my brain is always like going, like I'm so tired all the time. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. So like, it's the kind of thing of like really like take care of yourself and like, you know, be easy on yourself. Like there are so many days where like my office is like my bed (laughs) like I have a little like bed tray that I put my laptop on and I'll just like work from bed when I need to and I have like I used to feel shame about that but now I feel like no shame and like I'll get in a zoom call and it's so clear that I'm in bed and I'm just like sorry guys I'm just having a day (laughs) It's 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 a bed desk day and like no one judges and it's absolutely fine and if you need to be camera off you can be camera off it's like it literally doesn't matter But yeah it's just kind of like make making those accommodations that you need like you don't need to work between the hours of nine to five if you don't want to you know a lot of the work I get done is actually in the evening um so like I'll maybe do a little bit of work in the morning but most of my work gets done between like sort of like three and eight p.m sometimes Mm. later um so just like working like when it suits you I think is like really helpful because It's so much harder sort of working against your sort of like natural cycle or natural like energy levels um, that you might as well just like wait until you actually have that energy and stuff like that. Or if you love being up early in the morning, just work early in the morning (laughs) Um, and just, yeah, make sure you just you clearly communicate that with people. Just like, hey, I tend to work between these hours. So if you don't get a response, just bear in mind and stuff like that. And build in breaks, I think as well. Uh don't wait until you're super burned out <laughs> to take a break. Um, make sure you actually take weekends off or like whenever you want to take the time off. Make sure you have like those two consecutive days where you're not doing work or not thinking about work. And I think also like have hobbies not related <laughs> to what you do, <laughs> which is something I'm still trying to like find because You know, I'm a writer and I like writing creatively in my own time, but I also like write for my job. So I'm still trying to find like sort of like hobbies where it's like, I can't monetize this. This is just for me. This is just to wind down. This is just, you know, so I don't have to think about anything else. I think that's super important as well.
0: I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Don't monetize all your hobbies. It's like, I do a lot of knitting and I don't, I used to talk about it. I used to always post it on my story, knitting this. I'm like, (laughs) This is my shit. I'm yeah. a nit for me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love that.
0: All right, Miss Ella. I feel like that's a really, really good place to leave it. Um, Thank you so much. But this yeah. now is your time. Remind us where to find you, what you do, who your target audience is and how to work
1: with you. Yeah. So you can find me at Wimsa on all platforms um yeah if you need any sort of copywriting help for your website or blog or email I can do that um if you want help with like some social media stuff I can also do that I can help you sort of figure out where you need to be because you don't need to be everywhere um it's just figuring out what works for you and where you feel most comfortable but yeah I, I do stuff like I edit TikTok videos, I do Pinterest pins, you know. I do all sorts of stuff. So let's talk and we'll see what's a better fit for you and your brand.
0: I love that. <laughs> Hello, thank you so much for joining us today. That's yeah. it for the Content Club Pod. I'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Content Club Pod. We really do appreciate you listening and sharing your support. If you're a small business owner looking to connect with a like-minded community, I'd love you to check out the content club. It's a safe space that we can connect and make content together, sprinkled with a little bit of strategy. Thank you so much for tuning in this week and we hope to see you again next week. Bye.